You're listening to BG Mania for June 13th, 2018. Apologies for the episode posting late. It was unfortunately out of our control. We had lost internet on Tuesday and did not get it back until today. On with the show. to BG Mania, a video game music podcast found right here at Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always by the self-proclaimed king of Long Island, Frank. What it do, guys? What it do? Before we get into the excellent music we have lined up for your listening pleasure today, we want to let you know the following is brought to you by Technisport Gaming Chairs. Are you in need of a new chair for your office studio or gaming space? Technisport is one of the leading manufacturers for gaming-related chairs. In fact, scholars have long debated the origins of the Pro Gamer series. The most common theory is that a mad scientist created the first prototype by crossing a racing car with a lazy boy. However... Gamers claim to have known these creatures for thousands of years, and some streamers insist that they have always existed right here in cyberspace. Go to technisportusa.com and use the offer code LDG to save 10% when making a purchase. If you're interested in helping us out here at Level Down Games, all of our affiliate links can also be found in the YouTube description box and all of our videos, and in the descriptions for our podcasts on podcast services. We've got Technisport Gaming Chairs, Amazon, Origin PC, and Razer. Thanks in advance for all of the support. Dude, we got a good episode today. We have... So this is the first episode that we're doing where we've kind of minimized the amount of tracks that we're doing for these series episodes or I don't even know. I don't want to call them because we're, we're going to stop doing series after we finish the two that we're doing. We're just going to be doing like one game per episode in the future when we do this kind of stuff. So, yes, we are going to still do the Animal Crossing franchise as a series, but we're not calling it that. You know, we're just going to do one one show dedicated to the GameCube version, one show dedicated to Wild World, that kind of stuff. So I don't okay, even know what to call okay. these now. But um, we've reduced the tracks. 20 is a lot. 20 is definitely a lot. Uh, I end up having to cut some things that we say out to just keep the track, you know, to keep the, the shows under two hours. So, We're going to go quality over quantity. Yeah. Yeah. So to speak. So to speak. There's still going to be a lot of tracks. We're doing eight a piece. Well, Final Fantasy 14 has nine because I felt it was fair to do three for each uh, each expansion. So there's 17 tracks on today's show and we're kicking things off with Final Fantasy 11. But before we get into that, we are recording this episode the dawn of the final day, the night before the storm, all kicks off tomorrow. E3, baby. It's happening. I can't wait because yeah. my body is re- my body is ready. Yeah, dude, we, we are recording this episode Friday night. We normally record these episodes in the middle of the day on Saturday or sometimes in the middle of the day on Sunday. And they post on Wednesday the following, you know, that, that same week um, because we're going to be so busy the next four days, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, covering E3, streaming at twitch.tv slash Down Games, just doing everything that we can possibly do about E3. We have to record early 
And it, I mean, so there may be we may not be able to reference some of the things that we talked about this past week on the podcasts. We haven't recorded them yet. We're actually doing that live tomorrow morning. So <laughs> by the time you hear this, they will have already been up. By the time you hear this, I'll be in a sleep coma because I'll be working for 96 hours straight, mostly for the next four days. So uh, uh, that's why that's why I've asked Brian to put everything he has in the will in <laughs> case I don't wake up. <laughs> yes. If, if, if Freddie if Freddy gets you. Yeah. I'm calling dibs. Well, hopefully Dawkins will come busting through the window and save me like you did in the music video. Dream Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the opening track that you heard when we came into the show was Ron Farr from Final Fantasy 11. And that was composed by Nobu Yamatsu, one of the only tracks that he actually did for Final Fantasy 11. So that's why I felt it was a good way to kick off the episode. Uh, obviously, we know who uh, who Nobu Yamatsu is. We don't really have to run down his claim to fame. But what I really like about that track, very Renaissance sounding, is it not? It really is. It yeah. can fit in with a, your, your worlds of Warcraft or yeah, hundred percent. Your, your, your Ultimas, hundred percent. Have you played any Final Fantasy Eleven? No, this is the online game, isn't it? Yeah, this was the first online game that released for PS for PS two, PS two and PC. Um, okay. So this originally released on PS two, March twenty third, two thousand and four. It came out for PC October 28th, 2003, so about six months prior. So it was on PC for a little while, and then it came to PS2, and then it eventually would find itself on the Xbox 360 April 18th, 2006. Now, this is one of the few games that um, I've, oh, for, I didn't play it. I, I've never I, I've actually just started to work my way through the Final Fantasy series in general. But my friend was a beta tester for this game. Really? So I, actually, I did not know that. So he actually has this, he still has his beta kit, but I watched him play a lot of this game. Okay. So, so I, I've experienced Final Fantasy XI, kind of, because yeah. the thing is, I'll never ever be able to play this game because those servers can, are down. They're actually not. For PC, I guess. No, no, no. You could buy it on Steam right now and play it. For PC, but I can't play on, on, on the PlayStation. Oh, 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 I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, you can buy you can buy it on PC. Yeah, but I think the PS2 servers did shut down, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um. But no, the PC servers are still up and running. Justin and I recently played this like two years ago. <laughs> we, I, yeah, we actually own all the expansions. Um, him and I are the we we jumped into this on the PC as soon as it came out. I mean, we we were playing that October when it released, and he actually bought the stupid add-on for the PS2 to be able to play it on the PS2 when it released on there as well. So. All I know about this game, other than the fact that I've seen like I've seen him play for a while, is mm-hmm. what everyone else knows. I know Shantoto. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. That's but the but, but if, if if you don't, then that's that's, that's 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 the most iconic part of this. Right. Of course. Of course. Play. Of course. Of course. Uh, let's go ahead and move into the second track on today's episode. And it wouldn't be a Final Fantasy episode if we didn't play this. Let's go ahead and take a listen to the battle theme.
And that was the battle theme from Final Fantasy XI, and that was composed by the main composer for the entire game and all the expansions, Naoshi Mizuda. Uh, he is the one that was responsible for a majority of the soundtrack. So let's talk about him for a second. He okay. is famous. So the first thing he worked on was Street Fighter Alpha in 1995. That was the first game. game that he composed. Uh, he then went on and did uh, some stuff for Resident Evil 2. Um, he composed some stuff for uh, Rockman and Forte, which oh, obviously I was going to say, which which you better know as uh, Mega Man and Bass on the Game Boy Advance. Um, Parasite Eve 2. And then he started Final Fantasy 11. Oh, wow. He's a bit of a catalog. There's some good stuff there. Yeah. Um, then he worked on everything for Final Fantasy 11. And after that, he went on and did um, the Four Heroes of Light for Final Fantasy, which was that DS game. He did uh, Final Fantasy Dimensions. He helped out with uh, 13 2. Uh, he's done a few things for Final Fantasy 14. And then um, he worked on Lightning Returns. And I think the most recent thing he actually worked on was Episode Prompto for Final Fantasy 15. So oh, he's running back for that. That's cool. Yeah, so he's still working on uh, he's still working on stuff for Square Enix. Uh, before that, his most recent thing was Final Fantasy Dimensions 2 in uh, 2015. So, you know, he was pretty much not seen for two years. So, yeah, then he came back for um, Episode Prompto. So I, I think he's still employed over there. So I'm sure he'll we'll see his name pop up more and more throughout uh, throughout the Final Fantasies as they continue to go. But uh, classic battle theme there. I really enjoy that. That kicks in every time you start in any type of battle out in the world. Obviously, you know, 11, it's online based. So it's not like the typical Final Fantasy battle system that you're used to. Yeah, still basically want to go out there and kill some cactuars. Of course, of course. You know, it's very much uh, and this actually released. Funny enough, this released before World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy 11. Um, but uh, it's it's very much that same style where you're walking out in the open and you just, you know, run up to an enemy and start attacking it. Um, very similar to the way Final Fantasy 12's combat system works. And a lot of people thought that, like, that's why a lot of people had issues with Final Fantasy XII at first, because it basically seemed like they were basing their combat off of the combat in Final Fantasy XI. That's what's one of Justin's biggest complaints about twelve. So, yeah, from what I understand, twelve isn't exactly universally loved. Twelve is not universally loved, but I think it's a very underappreciated game. Uh, I, I can't wait till you get to twelve. Obviously. A lot of people don't like Final Fantasy VIII either, and that's the one you're currently playing through for revisiting the classics. Yeah. Um, but uh, eight happens to be one of my favorites, and twelve is up there as well. I don't like twelve as much as eight or seven or even ten, but twelve is definitely—I don't know, man. I, I don't know how I would rank it. We, that's a video we have to do eventually once you finish the Final Fantasies. That's a video we're definitely going to do. Yeah, we should we definitely rank them. Yeah, we're definitely going to do that after you finish playing through the mainline series. Uh, interestingly enough, Naoshi Mizuda, I share a birthday with him. He was born on January 24th, 1972. So. That makes Brian 46 years old. No, no, no. I wasn't born in 1972. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, Brad. Although you were born in 1982, just 10 years later. So how old does that make you? There you go. 36. <laughs> Not yet. Well, actually, happy birthday. Thank you. As, 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 as of this episode going up, yes, it's my 36th birthday. Actually, happy birthday. This episode posts you. on your birthday. Man, good thing we checked. <laughs> we would have gone the entire episode without wishing you a happy birthday. We could have went the whole episode without me getting a happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah, but I figured we'd bring that up so that everyone knows. Let's go ahead and transition to the next track on today's episode. Now that we know how old you are, this one is titled Selbana. 
And that was Selbina from Final Fantasy XI, composed by Naoshi Mizuda and Jim Ediger. So, obviously, we know Naoshi Mizuda composed the entire soundtrack. But Jim Ediger is someone I'm not familiar with, so I looked him up while we were listening to that. Only worked on Final Fantasy XI. Only gave me access to his name. So Hey, it's, it's a good song, though. So Yeah, and, and I'm not even... To, 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 to the point when I heard it, I was like, this sounds very familiar. I probably heard it playing 15, like, on the radio. Yeah. Um, based on the picture of him on uh, VGMDB, it looks like he is a violinist. So maybe he was playing the actual violin on that track or something like that. So, okay. which may, means that's probably why he's not credited on too many of these tracks. Um, and actually, that's the only track I have of him on this list that that he's going to be credited on. And I'm not even sure how many he's actually credited for. So, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I see on him. Uh, Selbana, that's a town theme. So Selbana is a town within Final Fantasy XI. So I thought maybe that's why you had, had heard of it before, but no, I guess uh, not. Fun, fun fact about Selbana. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually one of the original 17 servers on Final Fantasy XIV, which is another game we're doing. In a couple Here tracks. Yeah, in a couple tracks. Yeah. A couple tracks. Very nice. There you go. Very nice, yeah. Uh, yeah, in, in actual Final Fantasy XI, it was a... It's like a port town, so to speak, where you would go. It was on the water. There were ships there. A handful of quests, like 15 or 20 quests or so that you could do there. And then uh, then you'd have to move on. So it wasn't a big area, but it was a interesting area because of the port town. Uh, it was fun. I liked it. I liked the area. Very peaceful. Very serene. So it was cool. I love that kind of music, man. Just... Yeah. Yeah. No. Very much you, sounds you, like you, the first you, track you, we played. Very, very yeah. Again, very renaissance So. Give me a spirited violin and I'm ready to go. Yeah, we did a whole we did a whole episode on uh, that kind we of did. music. Yeah, medieval <laughs> medieval times. We did a whole episode on that kind of music. So we we you know we love it. Uh, but we're now going to move in and we're going to take a look at one track each from all of the expansions that came out. Ooh. So let me tell you, this was actually challenging to narrow it down to one track a piece for these expansions. And I'm actually skipping one expansion because the soundtrack for that one isn't as strong as one of the others. So we're going to be skipping the most recent expansion, which was called Seekers of Adolin. And that actually released in 2013. So that's the most recent expansion that came out for Final Fantasy XI. We're skipping that one and we're going to be playing two tracks from Wings of the Goddess at the end of the, at the, end of the Final Fantasy XI pack. Because that soundtrack is great. But we're going to kick things off with our look at the expansions with a track from the very first expansion called Rise of the Zillart. This is the Sanctuary of Zita.
was the Sanctuary of Zita from Final Fantasy XI Rise of the Zillart, which was the very first expansion that came out for the game. It released in 2003. I don't have exact dates for the expansion releases, unfortunately, and it's not listed on the official Wikipedia. Um, I could probably, yeah, if I just do a general search, so... Rise of the Zillart looks like the initial release date was April 17th, 2003. So just shortly thereafter, after it released on the PlayStation 2. Uh, so seven months after it released on the PS PC. Wow, that was a fast expansion. I never realized how fast that one came out. Um, again, that was composed by Naoshi Mizuda, the main composer of, uh, of Final Fantasy XI. And I really, really, really like that track. I really like that track. That's actually one of my favorites from the entirety of the Final Fantasy XI catalog. It sounds like it's like a peaceful forest, at least to me. Like I, it's it's definitely a forest, like a like a foresty region, so to speak. Oh, um, okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, it it, it absolutely is, uh, and it's it's a really it's honestly a beautiful place, um, and that, that obviously the the track itself it paints that picture, which you were able to determine by listening to it. So yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, again, there's a couple quests of it you could do, um, the. This expansion and the next one that we're about to hear a track from are the only two expansions I played when they were current. The other expansions I didn't get to check out till after Justin and I would return to Final Fantasy XI much later. But I do have a fun fact for you. Okay. Level Down Games. The name Level Down originates from Final Fantasy XI. Does because, it? yeah, when you originally in Final Fantasy XI Online, when you played the game, as you died, you lost experience. If you kept dying too much, you would actually level down to a previous level, and you could actually go all the way back to level one if you really sucked at the game. So when Justin and I first started playing Final Fantasy XI, I should have never listened to him because he's never he's never full of good ideas, but he always <laughs> wants to go from like the starting zone and just run around and explore the world and do things that we shouldn't be doing. Like we should be focusing on quests and powering up our characters and, you know, kind of adhering to the level that the zones are supposed to be. Like that would be like starting in Warcraft and now in Forest and running all the way to, you know, like trying to get on a boat and go to Northrend or like to the most recent, um, recent content and that level one, that's retarded. But he wanted to go and explore, so we did. We would run around, and we tried to jump on airships that we weren't even supposed to be on, and we would get to these areas full of, like, trolls and gnolls and all that kind of stuff, and we would die over and over. Like, we would fight things that we could kill along the way, and we would get up to, like, level 5, level 6, level 7, but then we would reach these areas that he wanted to go to, and we'd die, and we'd get back to level 6, and then we would try to run back, and they would keep chasing us, and we'd be to level 5. And by the time we made it back, we were, like, level 2 or 3. So we never really made progress in the game the first couple weeks that we started playing because of that stupidity. And uh, it was always a running joke. You know, level down became a running joke between the two of us ever since then. And then when I was looking for a name for the brand, I was talking to Justin. He's like, dude, you should just call it Level Down Games. And that's where it came from. So Justin actually named the brand. So thank you, Justin. Yeah. Fun, fun fact about where the Level Down Games name comes from. Let's go ahead and take a listen to the next track on the list today. This one is from the next expansion called Chains of Promathia. This one is titled Tavnazian Archipelago.
was the Tavnazian Archipelago from Final Fantasy XI, Chains of Promathia. And again, that was composed by the game composer Naoshi Mizuda. Chains of Promathia released in 2004, but if we want to get more specific, it looks like it was released on September 21st, 2004, initially. So about a year and a half after the first expansion, which still quicker than what Blizzard does with Warcraft. But I do like the Blizzard model with the two year cycle because that gives you enough time to actually enjoy the content. And, um, you know, I, I get a year and a half. I do. And I think a lot of people that play Warcraft would be happier with a year and a half because that's less cycle between patches and, and more content quicker. But uh, I, I tend to I tend to prefer the two year cycle. Um, and obviously, as we'll see here, uh, Final Fantasy XI does move to that very soon, very, very soon. The uh, the Tavnazian Archipelago, though, it's it's an it's an entire area within Final Fantasy XI Chains of Promathia, and they have multiple zones found within that area. We have a moment of silence for the Tavnazians who were obliterated. It's sad, isn't it? It is. Yeah, that was uh, so this this archipelago was once basically the home of this nation of Tavnazian people, and uh, they they were pretty much destroyed during the the Great War, which is what basically the Chains of Promathia expansion is all about. And uh, yeah, yeah. And because of that, it's like all these zones are broken. So you have this like meadow looking zone. Um, There's a coastal region. There's a like a cathedral type region. Um, I'm trying to remember what else is there. I don't remember. And very fitting with what we do on max level about uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? There's a rumor that in game, uh, sometimes at night, the undead, mob, the undead mobs actually go out of their way to stare at Tabnazia, where most of them had lost their lives because of the Great War itself. So that sounds potentially true. That sounds true. That sounds like something we could potentially explore for an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode in the future. See if that actually is true or not. Um, even though that's we're gonna that's se- that, going to call that a tank tidbit. Even though, yeah, we'll call that a tank tidbit. Even though that are you afraid of the dark segment will be coming to an end at some point in the future, just because we're running Never. out of well, we're re- we're running out of good ones. Like we we will record some, and then I listen back while editing and determine, wow, this is actually really boring. I can't leave this in the show. So <laughs> <laughs> we're running out of good ones to do. There's only so many, you know, creepy pastas out there in terms of video games. There's a ton, but most of them are bad. Uh, there's only so many good ones and, you know, people aren't constantly writing new ones. So it, it makes it hard to continue to do that segment. So that will eventually come to a close. Let's go ahead and move on to the next track today. We have three left from Final Fantasy XI still. So let's move on to this next expansion, which was titled Treasures of Ot Urgen. This track is the bustle of the capital. Thank you. 
was the bustle of the capital from Final Fantasy XI, Treasures of Ot Ergen, again composed by Naoshi Mizuda. Had a bit of a like an Egyptian kind of feel to it, like a yeah, um, like, the, like the marketplace, which makes sense. Bustle of the capital, just kind of all yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, that's pretty much like the theme of Treasures of Ot Ergen. Uh, it originally released in 2006. Uh, more specifically, it looks like it released April 18th, 2006. So almost two years after the previous expansion, but more like a year and 10 months or something like that. So we, we were getting closer to that two year cycle. Um, it was announced at the to- Tokyo Game Show in 2005. It's the one that added the Blue Mage to the uh, to the game, Final Fantasy XI, which you would then see in, uh, in later later versions as well. But um, this one, I, I didn't put much time into, and I don't, I don't know much about the Treasures of Otterg expansion, so I, I really can't talk much on this. But I do know that it did have that uh, that type of a feel, very like like you said, kind of Egyptian type thing, kind of Indiana Jones feel to it, uh, Tomb Raider feelish, kind of th- things like that. But this is one uh, that I didn't play too much of. You kind of just skipped over becoming a blue mage. That's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, about how you become a blue mage. I mean, they rip your soul out and fuse you with monster essence. It's, it's a pretty sick thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, but that's because I don't know too much about... I never played a blue mage in Final Fantasy XI, so... But you're, I'm, you're a magic I'm, I'm, guy. I'm assuming you looked it up. Uh, yeah, because I never played Final Fantasy XI, so... Well, that's what I'm saying, uh, but I'm, by, by, by we were listening to that, I'm assuming you looked up the whole, like, that expansion and saw the blue mage stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's, it's freaking sick. So, like, so ba- basically, talk us through it. What 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 entails becoming a blue mage? So you uh, there's a quest, and you fetch an item to help someone's bedridden mother, and you get knocked out, and you find yourself like being going through like this uh, this ritual, and they tear your soul out. They put monster essence in you. You're like an empty vessel. So you have like monster parts grafted to you, and all kinds of weird stuff like that. So when you actually cast blue magic, it causes you physical pain. Is that right? So you actually need to get them uh, to make us armor. This way, you can at least control the beast within, so you can, you know, be less corrupt and become more human-like. Otherwise, you can lose yourself and become a soul flare. So, pretty cool. I actually didn't know that, so that's actually really cool. See? Yeah. You learned that you learned things here. Oh, yeah, that, that, games. That's actually something I didn't know about uh, Blue Mages and Final Fantasy XI. So that that's actually kind of cool. So pretty cool, pretty cool there. All right. We're going to our last track here. Well, we, ha- we have two tracks left for Final Fantasy XI. Yeah, you can't do math. We've only done six so far. We have seven and eight <laughs> left. But these two tracks are coming from the same expansion. So the next one that released after Treasures of Otterkin was called Wings of the Goddess. So let's go ahead and take a listen to the first track from this expansion, titled Autumn Footfalls.
was the Autumn Footfalls from Final Fantasy XI, Wings of the Goddess. This expansion released on November 20th, 2007, and would be the last expansion until Seekers of Uldalan in 2013. So this is this is when the game really started to slow down. Um, you know, people started to drop off. Obviously, 2007 was the peak of World of Warcraft. Not we're getting close to the peak. So in 2007, you had the Burning Crusades release, and then obviously we are getting closer and closer to Wrath of the Lich King. So Warcraft was steadily on the rise. They were at like about 10 million in 2007. They would peak at that 12.5 million in 2008 or 2009. So we were getting close to that point where just Warcraft was taking over the world in terms of MMOs. So Final Fantasy XI was definitely, you know, taking a hit from that. And uh, they, they definitely started to slow down. They would release a couple add-on scenarios that you could buy that added on to Wings of the Goddess in 2009 and 2010. But they wouldn't do a traditional expansion and, you know, a traditional chunk of content again until 2013. And that's, again, the last expansion that we saw was that Seekers of Uldalan. Um, it sucks because Wings of the Goddess is universally praised for its story, and a lot of people say that it has one of the best endings in terms of an expansion game for an MMO, but the zones are so terrible to maneuver through that the expansion is just not fun to play, even if the story is so strong. So it's, it's, it's unfortunate because the, and it's actually rated one of the worst expansions of any MMO of all time. That sucks. Yeah, because the music's really good, but and and the story's really good. It's just the the zones were designed so terribly that people just didn't have fun playing it. And obviously, in an MMO where you're spending hours upon hours of your time playing a game, it has to be fun for you to enjoy it, no matter how strong the story is. So exactly. But you know what? Let's do something positive about Final Fantasy Four uh, Eleven. What's that? Did you know? Uh, you, you remember Final Fantasy Four? My favorite Final Fantasy. Yeah. Shout out to your girl Rydia, right? What up, Rydia? How you doing, girl? Uh. The, the Mega Sisters, there were uh, some bosses in Final Fantasy IV. They actually make an appearance in the story of Final Fantasy XI. Wings of the um, Goddess or in general? In general. They're, okay, they're, okay. Uh, they're, they're called Shikari X, Y, and Z. Okay. But they, they're, they're actually in the story, and they actually reveal their... One of them reveals their names later on in the story. I don't want to give the story away. Of course, of course. Know, because I don't know the story. Uh, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> uh, but, but, it's, but it's pretty cool to see, you know, like, how often do you see characters from another Final Fantasy show up in a Final Fantasy game? Other mm. than like, other than Dissidia and... Quite often in the online ones, actually. Like, they obviously, okay. like, if you look at Final Fantasy fourteen, how much crossover there is there. Obviously, we've seen trailers where they introduce Kefka. They introduce these other characters to the actual story of the game. So the online Final Fantasies definitely don't follow the same story arcs that some of the mainline ones do and uh, they do take liberty with bringing characters over from other games so well, let's get ready into, into the new expansion for 14 that'd be nice <laughs> maybe then you'd start playing it right in maybe a heartbeat then, maybe then you'd actually have fun we have one track left from Final Fantasy 11 this is also from the wings of the goddess expansion this one is titled Ragnarok <laughs>
And that was Ragnarok from Final Fantasy XI, Wings of the Goddess, again composed by Naoshi Mizuda. The last time we will hear his stuff on today's episode, because he, didn't, he didn't, and all the stuff I pulled for fourteen, he didn't actually work on, even though he did do a few things for Final Fantasy fourteen. So that is the last Naoshi Mizuda track we will be hearing for today. And uh, obviously we've already talked about Wings of the Goddess, so I want to start talking about the track that we're going to play into next, because it has a very interesting story behind it. So if you remember, we're now transitioning to Final Fantasy XIV. We're going to play three tracks from base 14, three from the first expansion, and three from the most recent expansion. But if you remember, before Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn, there was Final Fantasy XIV Online. That released well before A Realm Reborn. And in fact, let me look up the exact day here. January 27th, 1986. That makes no sense. I tried <laughs> didn't try hard, but I tried. No. So the exact day Final Fantasy XIV Online released was September 30th, 2010. So three years after the most re- after that latest expansion for Eleven Wings of the Goddess, which then makes sense to why you didn't really see any other expansions until 2015. But Final Fantasy XIV Online was universally hated, if you remember that, when it came out. Mm-hmm. Everyone said the game was broken. No one really had fun playing this game. Um, and in fact, so many people were talking about it. It actually, on Metacritic, the base game, the original game, is sitting at a 49 out of 100. Critics and fans alike tore Final Fantasy XIV apart. And people that left 11 to go to 14 went back to 11 because of how bad Final Fantasy XIV was. So it was basically, it was up for. Almost three years, to be exact. Final Fantasy XIV. Well, no, I don't want to say that. So it shut down on November 11th, 2012. So the game was up for a little over two years before they completely took the servers down and you couldn't play the game anymore. And they were basically they turned it into a story, so to speak. And if you logged in on November 11th, 2012, when the servers went down, you got treated to an epic cutscene of this war that was going on. And the characters in Final Fantasy XIV lost that war. And they all perished. When that cutscene played, this song plays. And I'm gonna tell you right now, every time I hear this song, I cry. And I'm I'm not afraid to say that. So let's take a listen to the first track that we're gonna play from Final Fantasy XIV. This is titled, Answers.
And that was Answers from Final Fantasy XIV, composed by Nobu Yamatsu. And it was, you know, the vocals were done by Susan Calloway, who we will hear again twice in this episode. Uh, and he, the main themes, Nobu Yamatsu always composes. That's not really the main theme. But like I said, what's interesting, we went into that. That is how the servers went offline. So I actually, before we came back after we listened to the track, I, I played the cutscene for Frank so he would have an idea of what I was talking about. So when you logged into Final Fantasy XI on November 11th, 2012, when the servers were shut down, that cutscene that you just watched, that six-minute cutscene, is what you saw. And it was basically the conclusion of the story and, you know, the the characters losing and coming to a close. And, and it even at the end there, it even says, you know, but from every end becomes a new beginning. And... It's just, dude, like, it's it's freaking emotional. Like I said, every time I listen to that track, every time I watch that cutscene, it is very emotional. Oh, that was a beautiful music video in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, Agreed. this the song timed out so perfectly and everything was going on. But it, even just listening to the song on its own first. Yeah. Masterpiece. It like, is. It is. I feel like it's one of the greatest things that uh, Final Fantasy has produced in general. Like, that track right there is so classic and so good. Um and what's interesting is I, I have seen Distant Worlds live before. I saw it in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania with uh, with Jessica, Justin, and Justin's wife. Um, when they do that track live, like, the entire audience is just weeping, dude. Like, it's very emotional. It's a very touching song. And it helps that, you know, the vocalist Susan Calloway usually travels around to these Distant World concerts and performs that track live. Oh, she was there for that? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So it's 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 definitely freaking awesome, dude. Like it's it's so good. And like when they do the opera scene for Final Fantasy VI live, again, it's just something that you will never experience something like that. It's just so good, dude. I I literally don't have the words to describe how good that it is. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm glad you actually saw that cutscene. And it's just funny because we were watching and I looked at your face. I was like, dude, I can legit tell you're invested in this. Just because you had that, you had that look on your face that I knew you were thoroughly enjoying it, like actually enjoying it, not oh yeah, not not just watching it because you had to for the show. So I, I I'm glad that you actually enjoyed that. No, that was that was amazing. Yeah, um, that's the only thing we're gonna play from base game Final Fantasy fourteen again. Final Fantasy fourteen universally hated, but the ending to that when the servers shut down universally loved. Everyone really enjoys how that ended. But the next two tracks I want to play are actually from Final Fantasy fourteen: A Realm Reborn. And I want to kick things off with Garuda's theme, otherwise known as Fallen Angel.
Annette was Gerudo's theme, otherwise known as Fallen Angel from Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn. And uh, you had asked me an interesting, yeah, you had asked me an interesting fact though, if uh, if Garuda meant anything, because you had no. Obviously, you tried to make a joke about the Garudu Valley and and Ganon from the Legend of Zelda. And and I I mentioned that Garuda is actually um, a fighter in Street Fighter EX. So I was like, does it does does it mean anything? Uh, He happens to be a samurai, so I'm like, does that mean anything? Yeah. that's name only for that one. <laughs> yeah, name, name only. We did find out that Garuda is a legendary bird or a bird-like creature in Hindu, Buddhist, and uh, Jain mythology. Um, and what's interesting is that Garuda in Final Fantasy XIV: The Realm Reborn, it is a a bird-like character. It's like it's they're called she's called a primal, uh, but she is a bird-like character known as the Lady of the Vortex, and she is a boss that you encounter multiple times throughout the story in Final Fantasy XIV: The Realm Reborn. Um, Epic boss, dude. Epic boss fight. I, I, I've i watched videos of, of some th- of some of these bosses in Final Fantasy XIV. Now, I will say, Final Fantasy XIV, if you listen to the Maxwell podcast or Game Oracles, if you watch Game Oracles, I should say, is a game that I have tried three times now to get into, Final Fantasy XIV. And for whatever reason, I cannot make it past the starting zone. I try Fate so many times. against you. <laughs> Yeah, I just, it's not that I'm bad at the game, it's that I lose interest in the starting quests. So I will say that the the opening quests in Final Fantasy XIV are are pretty mundane and boring, but once you get past those opening zones and once you get get into the world, and especially when you get into the expansions like Heaven's Sword and Stormblood, the story gets amazing and the quests get so good. Uh, Justin is, I think, level 40 or 50 in the game, and I think level 60 is the cap right now. So Justin is, is working his way through, I believe, the content in Heaven's Word, and uh, he has nothing but good things to say about that, like, when he's up there. And he tells me, he's like, dude, you just need to stick with it, get through the opening zones, and I'm, I promise you the game gets better. And But I just end up losing interest, and I go back to Warcraft, because obviously I'm already at the end of the game, and I have more fun playing an MMO. If I want to play an MMO and have fun, I always go to Warcraft, just because that's, obviously, I'm at the end of the game, and it's mm-hmm. easy for me to jump into that and have fun. Uh, same thing, the same reason why I can't get into the Elder Scrolls Online right now. Same reason. I can't, I just, once I get to the end games of these MMOs, I have a lot of fun, but getting to that point is a struggle. And I feel like I would have that same issue now if I was just starting Warcraft for the first time. I probably would feel like, wow, you know, I have to level all the way up to 110 or soon 120 to get there. Well, you better get, you better get ready for it when uh, Vanilla Warcraft comes back out because... Oh no, I'm doing that with you. I'm doing that with you. And I think Sean's joining us, too. I I think all three of us are going to jump into a a vanilla server and you're going to play for the first time. I think he's I forget what he said he's going to roll. I'm either going to do a paladin. No, I think he's doing a paladin. I think I'm going to do a mage and you'll probably do like a warrior or something because that's just your play style. That's just just your play style. So you're going to want to just do something that can run in, Um, which means I may want to play a healer since you'll be DPS and he will probably be tanking. So I may want to go heals, which is fine. I'll, I'll roll a priest if that's the case. Um. But yeah, no, the, what you're going to find out is that Final Fantasy XIV has an epic soundtrack behind it. And you actually mentioned that we may have found your favorite Final Fantasy soundtrack now, so. So far, so good. Yeah, let, let's see if that holds up. Let's move into the next song. Again, from Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn. This is Ultima's theme, part two.
and that was Ultima Part 2 from Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn. And I actually forgot to mention when we listened to Garuda's theme earlier, uh, who the composer was. So the composer for both of these tracks was the main composer for the entirety of Final Fantasy XIV, Masayoshi Soken. So, uh, so they're, they're the one behind the entirety of the soundtrack. And uh, let's go ahead and take a look at some of the things that he has done. He's... His first game that he worked on was a Japanese game that I can't pronounce. <laughs> so the, the actual first game that he worked on that I know of, he did the sound editing for Drakengard 2, which is in the same timeline as Nier. So the first Nier and Nier Automata and, Dra and the Drakengard franchises, they're all interconnected together through the, through the world. His first main composition was Front Mission 5, Scars of the War. He then did the composition for Mario Hoops 3 on 3 in 2006. Very underrated game. I was not a huge fan of that game. In fact, I have a Bowser tattoo on my arm that is actually modeled after the Bowser from that game. Is that true? That's where that Bowser comes 100%. from? 100%. Okay, okay. Um, he then went on to do the soundtrack for Dawn of Mana for Square Enix, which is a great game. I, I did enjoy that one. And then he did the composition for Mario Sports Mix in 2010. And then obviously after that, he started working on Final Fantasy 14, and that's been his main focus since then. So he did the, he did he did baseline 14, then he did a Realm Reborn, and then the first expansion, Heavensward, and the most recent expansion, Stormblood. And that's all he's been doing since. So interestingly that he bounces between Nintendo and uh, Square Enix. And he doesn't always use his his actual name when he, he does compositions. So obviously his, his given name is Masayoshi Soken, but he is also listed under the names Masayoshi Kikuchi, Sorbin Soken and Louis Noma. Okay, that's just a random one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, interestingly enough, yes. I would call myself Super Soken. <laughs> yeah, kind of interesting that he uh, that he chooses to go by different names depending on on what he's doing. So that that is interesting about him. But uh, yeah, another epic song there. Another epic song with the Ultima Part Two. And that, I am really loving this. I'm loving the soundtrack so far. Yeah, that's another that's another boss theme too. So, uh, the the boss themes in Final Fantasy fourteen are so good. Like the music that plays in the raids when you're actually doing the bosses. It's where a lot of this music comes from. So it's it's very 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 good. This is pretty sweet. Yeah, but that's gonna take us into the first track from the first expansion, Final Fantasy fourteen Heavensward. We're gonna go back to a vocal track. This is the main theme from that expansion, Dragon Song.
And that was Dragon Song from Final Fantasy XIV Heavensward. This is the first expansion to Final Fantasy XIV A Realm Reborn, and it released on June 23rd, 2015, almost two years after the debut of A Realm Reborn. Um, and it was about five years after the launch of the base game. So again, this was composed, the entire soundtrack for Heaven's Sword was composed by Masayoshi Soken. So this is another one of his comp. Well, no, this one actually isn't here, but the game itself was composed by him. But again, like I said, this is another Noble Yamatsu and Susan Calloway track. So they, they tend to do the main themes for these, and then that's pretty much all that they do. Um, very different from the track that we heard earlier from those answers. Yeah. Not, not as epic, but still very emotional and very touching. I like it. I, I like what she does with these tracks and these vocals. I think she's really, really talented. She's, she's a really good voice. Yeah, and she only has one album out, as far as uh, as far as I know. Like, she's only released one album to date. Because um, she, outside of doing stuff for Final Fantasy and Square Enix, she is a, a pop singer, so. But she's only released one album. But no, that's another great track. Get on it, Susan. I'll listen. <laughs> I probably would, too. She has a good voice, so. Um, but from what I understand, the uh, the story in Heavensward is pretty good. Like, it's it's one of the reasons why I really want to try to get through the base content of Final Fantasy XIV because I would love to actually try out some of these uh, some of these expansion zones and expansion content. And the actual class that I want to play is uh, from from Heavensward, the uh, the samurai. So, the because this expansion uh, introduced the samurai and the Dark Knight. And one other class that I don't remember, the healing class. I can't remember what they were called. But uh, yeah, no, another, another great track there. We're going to go and take a listen to the next track from Heaven's Sword. This one is titled Painted Foothills. Thank you. 
And that was the Painted Foothills from Final Fantasy XIV, Heaven's Ward, again composed by Masayoshi Soken. So this is basically the day theme that you hear throughout the Dravinian Forelands. And it is a location within the game of, of Heaven's Ward, within that like new continent that they, uh, that they created for the game. And it's really interesting looking. Again, this is something that I haven't been to because I haven't played this far into Final Fantasy XIV, but it's very much a... It's a foresty area, but it has a lot of, like, ruins and a lot of these big cathedrals and mountainous areas and these weirdly shaped trees from things that I'm seeing. And I'm very intrigued by this zone. And it's something I definitely wish I could actually explore for myself. Um, it seems really cool. I don't know if you had a chance to look this up while you're listening to the track. No, I did not. Okay. Yeah, it seems really, really cool. It's definitely something I would like to actually... See, and I'm looking here at some of the artwork, and there's these things called Naths, and they're riding these little weird things. And dude, it just it looks interesting. Like that's what I'm talking about. I get excited about content within Final Fantasy XIV, but the content that I get excited about is so far into the game that it's just hard to get to that point. Uh, I really am. I, I am gonna try again at some point in the future to get through the opening zones. I just hope that I can make it this time. <laughs> I hope that I can make it this time. But we have one track left to listen to from Heavensward. Just one? Just one from Heavensward, and then we have three from Stormblood. So we got one from Heavensward, and this is another boss theme, and it's actually considered to be one of the best themes within Final Fantasy XIV. Universally loved. I was looking around Reddit and GameFAQs to see, like, what music people like from the game. Everyone was talking about this one. So from Final Fantasy XIV, Heavensward, this is Exponential Entropy.
was Exponential Entropy from Final Fantasy XIV Heavensward, again composed by Masayoshi Soken. Forward and back, and then forward and back, and then forward and back with the exponential entropy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting because you didn't even realize that I was saying that until I told you the, the lyrics that they're actually saying. And yeah, once you hear it, you can't unhear it. But yeah. it's a very catchy track, dude. I like it. No, it's I was, great. I, was, I mean, you can't see me guys while we're doing this, but I was yeah. bopping along. I was, yeah, no, I'm, it, hip, I'm it, hip. I'm with it. It's a very. It's a very catchy track. I really dig this. I get why so many people like this one. It's going to be stuck in my head for a while now, though. Oh, Just yeah, 100%. When I, when, I list, when I listened to these tracks the other day, um, you know, to pick the to pick the music for this episode, that track was stuck in my head for the longest time. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just is what it is, man. It is what Damn it is. It's, 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 it's a very, very catchy track. Uh, and it's another boss theme. So like when you're really, when you're, yeah, that sounds, I would not expect that to be a boss theme. Yeah. When you're actually in this raid, I don't know exactly which raid this takes place in, but in within this raid, that's the music that plays when you're fighting one of the final bosses. And uh, pretty cool. It's yeah, pretty cool. Really, really, really cool. So we're going to go ahead and transition now to the last expansion from Final Fantasy 14, the current expansion. It's the one that's actually currently available now and is the most recent recent thing released in the online adventures of Final Fantasy 14. It's called Stormblood. We're again going to take a look at the main theme from this expansion. This one is titled Revolutions.
was Revolutions from Final Fantasy XIV Stormblood, again composed by Nobu Yamatsu, and the vocals were done by Susan Calloway. Again, very different from Answers, but still <sighs> very good. Like, these main themes are always really good to these expansions. I, I think they got a good racket going on. Yeah, and it's yeah. interesting that they always just bring him in to do, you know, the main theme, the one that they're going to showcase with the trailer when they release it. So, kind of cool. Kind of cool. You need, the, you need the Yamatsu bump. <laughs> the, uh... Yeah, I guess so, huh? So Final Fantasy XIV Stormblood originally released on June 20th, 2017. So, almost a year ago. Almost a year ago. We're about seven days away from its, uh from its one-year anniversary, and it's still going strong. They're still doing patches to this. They're still doing things. They actually, uh, on, on a recent episode of Game Oracles, we just re- we watched the trailer for the, the latest patch, uh, 4.3 Under the Moonlight. Remember that one? Yes, we, we watched did. it like two or three weeks ago on Game Oracles. So, um, and they have confirmed uh, patch 4.4, but uh, we know nothing about it, and that's probably going to come sometime in the next, probably five or six months their patches usually are on like a five or six month cycle so we, we should probably be finding something out what that is going to be here soon but yeah dude no no final fantasy 14 stormblood still going strong uh, the game itself is still has quite a few subscribers it's the only other mmo that i know of besides world of warcraft that still charges a monthly subscription so those the, yeah. and, and again it, it's it gets away with it because it's probably the second best mmo on the market I mean, all the other ones are free to play for a reason. Final Fantasy XIV can still charge and people are willing to pay for it. So that's awesome for them. I'm glad that they're finding success with this one after the disaster that was the base game 14. So <laughs> um, let's go ahead and take a look. We got two tracks left. We're down to the final two tracks of the episode today. Let's take a listen to Kugani's theme. Kugani's theme from Final Fantasy XIV Stormblood, again composed by Masayoshi Soken. Another great track there. Very... Nothing? No, no, no. It wasn't. Um, so it's like, or, 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 or it's theme, I guess. Yeah, let me look here. So Kugani is a, a theme, and you definitely said it kind of sounded like Egyptian and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, or, you know, Oriental. And it actually does have that feel to it. It is a town. Um, the the actual theme that you're hearing is the nighttime version of it. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's a, that's just a town that you find within uh, within Stormblood, uh, and it does have a very Oriental feel to it. Like if you look at some of the pictures from from Kugani, oh man, I don't want to like very 
So you know, like the pagodas that you see in Japan, that kind of stuff, like in the middle of the lake okay. sometimes. So it, it definitely looks very similar to that. So that's where they got their inspiration from for this for this town in, in 14. And that's pretty cool. That's actually really cool looking. Um, the last theme we're going to listen to, funny that you mentioned boss theme, the last one that we're going to listen to from Stormblood today to close out the episode is Lakshmi's theme, and that is from a boss theme. So again, another something that you wouldn't normally expect to hear in a boss theme, like just very different, very much like exponential entropy. Yeah, this doesn't sound like a boss theme to me at all. No, and it isn't. And it's actually otherwise known as Beauty's Wicked Wiles is the, uh, you know, pretty much the name of that that boss theme. Um, It's a primal boss fight. And I'm trying to get her race here. So she's also known as the Lady of Bliss. Not Alexa Bliss, but Lady of Bliss. And she is the primal of the Anate Beast Tribe in Stormblood. And hmm. yeah, she's one of the main bosses in the game right now for Stormblood. Um, just another great sounding track, dude. Like, I, I'm, I'm really impressed with everything we heard from 14. Like I said, it definitely is a very epic sounding soundtrack. And that's just a uh, small uh, sample. Uh, uh, another another one named for a Hindu god. Lakshmi, is she? Is it? Not is she. The, she is. The, she, 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 the boss is the she in the game, but is it? The, yes, the goddess of wealth, fortune and prosperity. Okay, very cool. So definitely they took a lot of the boss names from the Hindu religion or the Buddhist religion. Um, just like the one that we heard uh, earlier, Garuda, from, from Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn. Um, but what's obviously, like I said, what's interesting here is that the Final Fantasy XIV soundtrack is just so strong. I feel like we could have done an entire episode dedicated to this one, if not multiple episodes dedicated to 14. So if you're interested in the stuff, the songs that we did play, the nine tracks, you know, the three from the base game, three from Heaven Sword and three from Stormblood. There's about 200 other tracks out there from Final Fantasy 14 right now. <laughs> um, they're all very good, dude. They're all very epic. Like it was hard. Say, to, it was hard to pick. I may, I may say this is my favorite Final Fantasy uh, soundtrack. Yeah, no, no, it, it, and it's that's definitely not uh, not an understatement because it's a very strong soundtrack. It's very, very good. But guess what, dude? It's the end of the episode. Is, no, it can't be over. It's the end of the episode. We just began. We, well, no, we've been recording for two hours now, like like normal, normal size episode. Uh, obviously, when we do the the put together, it will definitely be a little bit shorter than that. Uh, while recording, I got to watch the Cavs get swept by the Golden State Warriors. It was very disappointing to me. Obviously, I live about Ooh, an hour. Ohio, I, I live. I live about an hour from Cleveland, so that was disappointing. I had that on on the side there on my second monitor while we were recording, and uh, yeah, I want to cry now. But don't, don't cry. I've already don't, don't make it to the finals next year. Don't you cry tonight? <laughs> There's a heaven above you, Brian. I still love you, baby. No, I obviously uh, obviously shed a few tears when we listened to answers earlier, but I, I shed even more tears when the Cavs got swept by the Warriors. So, unfortunate demise, unfortunate. But now that it's midnight, we're going to wrap this up, and we're going to go to bed, because we're going to be live tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern with a live recording of the Maximal Podcast. Obviously, when you're hearing this on the 13th, again, happy birthday to uh, to Frank sitting here recording this episode. Yeah. But when you um, when you hear this episode live on Wednesday, we'll already be done with E3 2018 festivities. Even though E3 is still going on, the show floor is still open. Obviously, it's open today and tomorrow. But uh, we'll, we'll be done with our coverage because that ends yesterday, Tuesday. We're, we're finalizing it with Nintendo's press conference. We may still have some impressions here and there of things going on, but nothing big like the press conference coverage. 
Brian is going to sleep all day today. Don't you worry. Oh, I probably will. I'm probably sleeping as you listen to this right now. I'm probably, this is obviously going to be set to auto post at uh, 9 a.m. on Wednesday morning, and we're good to go. Um, but uh, no, obviously, if you want to check out our E3 coverage, go back and watch it. It's all up, uh, you know, it's on right there right now. Twitch.tv slash Games, the video on demand section. And these videos are going to hit YouTube as well. They do have to, they cannot hit YouTube until 24 hours after they finish airing on Twitch due to our contract with Twitch. But they will eventually be on YouTube as well for you to watch there. It was a fun time, guys. Yeah, a lot of great announcements, a lot of great reactions. Hopefully you guys will check it out. Obviously, you know, we, we've been pimping it so much this past month, like the entire month of May. Everyone knows what we're doing for E3. But uh, if, if you have a chance to check us out, we, we would greatly appreciate it. So it'd be cool. And we had a lot of fun doing it, I'm sure. I can't say for sure because obviously we haven't done it yet, but I have a feeling like we had a lot of fun. So it, it just makes sense that we would have fun doing this. It's good. It's going to be a blast. Don't you worry, Brian. Yep. But that's I'm gonna, a fun guy. Sometimes. But that is going to bring us to the close of the episode today, unless you have anything else you want to discuss before we get on out of here. I think we said it all today. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of BG Mania. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, BG Mania is uploaded to iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher every Wednesday morning. Leaving us a rating and a review if you haven't already done so on either iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher definitely helps us in terms of search results so more people can find the excellent show. If you have any ideas or requests for future episodes, remember to email us at bgmania at leveldowngames.com with those requests. We are always taking additional soundtracks, or I'm sorry, we are always taking additional requests for future upcoming themed episodes. And of course, our radio hours. We definitely need more fan submissions. And we need some fan submissions for our one year anniversary episode, which is planned in for July. So about a month from now, uh, Frank and I are going to be recording that episode in chunks and kind of early because it is going to be a longer episode. So we may start recording that as early as like a week or two. So get those submissions in for our one year anniversary episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of tracks from me, Frank, hopefully you guys and then Jessica as well. If you're interested in supporting us here at Love Down Games so we can continue to do what we love and bring quality content to you on a daily basis, remember that we have affiliate links in the descriptions for all of our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, as well as the description box on all of our YouTube videos. We've got Amazon, TechniSport, Gaming Chairs, Origin PC, and Razer. Supporting us through any or all of those affiliate links means the absolute world to us. To stay up to date on all things Love Down Games, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find our main account over on Twitter at OriginalLDG. I'm at Brian underscore LDG, and Frank is at the Frankosaurus. We're both on Instagram. I'm at Brian.LDG, and Frank's at the Frankosaurus once again. We can be found on Facebook for general post and information and finally over at twitch.tv slash leveldown games follow our live streams which are normally monday tuesday thursday friday saturday feel free to say hello when you drop on by next week we are doing another deep dive episode we're going to be taking a look at the music of the legendary yuzo kashiro so frank and i are going to come equipped with eight tracks apiece spanning the entirety of yuzo kashiro's catalog gonna be a lot of fun i cannot wait to record this episode yuzo kashiro one of my all-time favorite composers in terms of video game music so i, I feel like this is gonna be a great episode dude i can't wait for next week it's gonna be a good one yeah it's, it's gonna be great it's uh, dude I, I freaking can't wait Taking us out of this episode once again, we have Lakshmi's theme from Final Fantasy XIV, Stormblood, again composed by Masayoshi Soken. Keep the music playing and keep it loud. <laughs>